Cedric the Detainer, Jesus Christ. Cedric Alexander. <laughs> what? This man said Steve Cedric, Harvey. Cedric, Cedric the Detainer. Came out the Kings of Comedy. D.L. Hughley. That's racist. Welcome to Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to Shade's most favorite time of the year. We are creeping into fall season. Pumpkin spice beer. There you go. That's what I was waiting for. Haunted houses. Halloween. Hurricane season. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) All the above. Are you a fall guy? You know, with COVID happening, you know, you have in the fall, usually you have the return of football and hockey, hockey. basketball. You have the the fall classic and the World Series. Like, typically, that's the only reason why I I enjoy the fall for the start of hockey season and baseball playoffs and the return of hoodie, hoodie weather. But other than that, I'm always more of a winter and spring guy. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm. It's all fall for me. Winter can fly a kite. Spring, nah. It's all about that fall weather. Apple picking, going to a pumpkin patch. That's fair. See, I like snuggling up with some hot cocoa, being wrapped up in blankets and and sweatshirts, and just bundling up and like watching a movie while snuggling in. All that stuff. Hmm, I. I'm not going to put you down today. Not going to put you That's down today. You know, just by doing that, you're doing enough. You are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. It's Grapples, the number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud. You got Apple Podcasts. You got Google Play Music. You got iHeartRadio. doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you are listening. As usual, I am one of your hosts. Lean, mean, two seventeen, raw steel, wicked sex appeal. The women's bet, the men's regret. The general, the champion, shades. Joined by my hetero life mate. Tell him who you are. Mister Ill Will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you mean to be. That's what I'm because baby, that's who I is. Thrill, sir. WWE's Payback 2020 just finished wrapping up about, I don't know, mm-hmm. some time ago. 45. Yeah, 45 mm-hmm. minutes ago. There's some technical mm-hmm. difficulties on my end. Uh, eight, car- uh, eight cards, God forbid. <laughs> eight matches on the card with one pre-show match that was added, I believe, the day of, like, so today. Bro, an eight an eight card that'd be like WrestleMania 107. Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't. It's too much <laughs> wrestling, and then like what two weeks from next week we have another wrestling event. Oh my god, oh my god, we can't get into. I can't. We can't get a break. Anyway, can't get a break. Let's get back to today's show. So we're here. 
to give you everything that happened at Payback 2020. Will, do me a favor. Yes, sir. Ring that bell. So, as Shades mentioned, we start off with the pre-show match. Uh, the Riot Squad, the recently regrouped Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan, taking on the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Uh, I thought the pre-show started a little earlier, I mean later, so I um, missed it. Uh, Shades, you want to uh, tell us what happened here? Um, I actually want to talk about more of the pre-show than the actual match. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Um... So, during the pre-show, you have your panel of Jerry Lawler, Booker T, Charlie Caruso, JBL, and my boy, Peter Rosenberg. Mm-hmm. And Peter and Booker are just agreeing with everything, like, together. They're just agreeing with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's annoying JBL. Mm-hmm. So... so um, Booker made a, uh, a reference to, oh, okay, so, you know, the, uh, the old adage, if you go, you know, you go to a new school, you find the biggest, baddest guy, and you, yeah. you, you know, pick a fight with him, just show how tough you are. Right. I think they were talking about Keith Lee at the time. So, Peter Rosenberg used the actual analogies, like, when you go to prison, you go to the biggest, baddest guy you can find there. And you punch him right in the face just to tell how tough you are. And JBL is just trying to, like, crap on Peter Rosenberg the entire time. He's like, why don't you go and make another jail reference? Oh, I see that you're kissing up to Booker T. Blah, blah. He's just, he's just picking on Peter Rosenberg. I'm like, JBL, why are you even here? Mm. Mm. He's just like, I'm going to block you on Twitter the same way uh, Lawler did. And Peter and um, Booker T are just like, <laughs> it, it could have been just Charlie Caruso, Booker T, and Peter Rosenberg. You would have never known Jerry, the, uh, Jerry Lawler or JBL were there or not. Yeah. And then our truth comes out. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I'm, I'm late, guys. I'm sorry I'm late. Um. We could do raw talk now. We could do raw talk now, and everybody's like, <laughs> like "No, man! Like you're you're a little early for raw talk." And JPL's just like, "I don't know what he's saying. Like, what is he saying? I need an R Truth uh, Rosetta Stone." And, and I'm just like, "Can can you guys not have JBL on? He has like no chemistry with anyone there. He just tries to overpower like." non-wrestling people that are usually there and it never works yeah, it it, yeah so it's just like hey don't be a bully be a star peter rosenberg's a star jbl you are nothing our truth <laughs> our truth is just like so so where am i supposed to sit for raw talk and they're like oh you know it's not <laughs> it's not raw talk you need a time machine to get back to the future because it's tomorrow night, not tonight. He said, so it's not tonight? He's like, no. He's like, so can I just hang out with y'all then? I was like, um, our truth. <laughs> our truth is the gift that keeps on giving. But to the actual match of the Riot Squad versus the Iconics, the Iconics mm-hmm. are trying to move away from that goofy persona mm-hmm. a- into a 
believable heel tag team. Right, right. Um, I don't know if it's working. Also, I don't really... Uh, this was not a good pre-show match. Mm. We've always spoke about the pre-show having to get the fans into it. Mm-hmm. This turned me off to the pay-per-view completely. Really? Yeah. Um, Why so? It was just boring. Mm. You know how I feel about WWE's women's division and their like, like ability to put on a match. And mm. they, these four women did not deliver at all. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, because by all accounts, uh, Payne Royce is not bad in the ring. No. She's not great, but Payne Royce is not bad in the ring. Billy Kay is trash. Billy Kay is um, not that bad. I don't know. I think Billy Kay is pretty bad. Um, and then Liv Morgan has been getting better. You know, again, she's not exactly, you know, top class right now, but Liv Morgan's been getting better and better since she got called up to the main roster. Um, so I guess they can see this not being the best, but kind of unfortunate to hear that they put on a stinker because it wasn't a stinker. I, I was just bored. Okay, it wasn't. I, I do. I, I do think it's important for them to be able to establish storylines for the women's division outside of the main scene for the women's division. Because at the top of the card, they're fine. You know, Bailey, Sasha, Asuka, Nia. Um, Shayna, like they're fine at the top of the card. It's the rest of the card on both Raw and SmackDown that they're struggling, and I kind of feel like they really need to, like, this is something that they could have really figured out how to get their their teeth sunk into. And if they if they couldn't get a pre-show match to be worth watching, then that's you know that's unfortunate. Well, it's really hard to watch a pre-show match anyway because you're un- unless it's like big names, which is hardly ever the case. You're not mm-hmm. fully invested. So, I mean, I was cooking during the pre-show also. I was grilling mm-hmm. up shrimp. I was making rice. I'm sitting here, like, watching the match. I'm saying, okay. Um, Tom Phillips uh, kept referring to Billy Kay's, like, uh, pump kick by the move name. And he did it, like, six times. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. who cares? You said it once. You don't need to say her... Her signature move over and over and over again. It's like, yeah, he felt real Michael Cole for the pre-show. Mm. Mm. But um, that's, that's definitely Vince in his ear trying to establish something. Yeah. Know? But if they're trying I to actually, esta- because, yeah, if, I'm sorry. If they're trying to establish something, why are you trying to establish Billy Kay's move? You know. No, that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Mm, I mean. What were you going to say? Because I, I want to hear your response. Well, so I actually decided, I was like, you know what, let me, so I mean, it's no secret to anyone who listens to the show that I'm a Ruby Riot fan. And so I was like, let me, let me try and check out at least some of it while, you know, as you're talking about whatever you're talking about. So I'm watching it here and there's a couple of things that I do want to like right off the bat. I'm only like, you know, two minutes into the match and there's already stuff that I want to talk about. Um, first... They're they're still playing this this storyline where Ruby and Liv are trying to like trust each other again, but yet they come out in full on matching regalia, mm-hmm. like matching jackets, 
matching, you know, yellow plaid and part of their gear. I mean, Liv Morgan's gear is still her gear, but now it has the same yellow plaid design. Uh, little like tidbits here and there that match Ruby Riot's ring gear. So it's like, okay, so we're like a uniform deal now, right? No, because during the match, they're still playing the same shtick that they don't trust each other. They're it's, miscommunicating. Well, it's one more than the other. Ruby tried to tell like Liv, like she's for the Riot Squad again and blah, blah, blah. And Liv, who had was turned on by Ruby Riot before, had some, mm-hmm. some reservations. And the Iconics mm-hmm. tried to play to that during the match. Is That's one thing that I actually did like. Was what I saw in the first like minute, even was the iconics. I mean, there was a move where Ruby was accidentally hit by Liv Morgan, and then Liv went for the tag, and Ruby was like, He looked at her hand, and was like, Nah. And I'm like, Why are we like either you're in this or you're not? Like, if you're gonna come out in full ring gear, matching ring gear, then like, why are we still playing this angle? Oh. There was a, a moment in time in the match where the Iconics throw uh, Liv Morgan out of the ring. No, I'm sorry. Liv Morgan's on the, the apron. She kicks off Billy Kay. Peyton Royce hits Liv Morgan from behind, and Liv Morgan doesn't see it, and they're, they're trying to make it seem that it was Ruby Riot who hit her. So mm. when they cut the ring in half on Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan jumps down um off the apron before Ruby can make a tag and she mm-hmm. she makes that like walk, tries like to make the walk back to the 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 ramp area and then she runs back gets on the apron makes the hot tag comes in and they end up you know winning the match after that um See, that makes sense to me that I'm down for that the iconics are trying to manipulate them against each other and it almost worked I'm cool with. Yeah. But for them to naturally be hesitant towards each other in the beginning of the match, like, that's what bothered me. That's yeah. what I'm like, bro, come on. Like, don't come out here full commitment, but then you're not full commitment. Yeah. And then post match, they go to the um, the panel area. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a fan of anybody, wrestlers, male or female, trying to cut a promo after a wrestling match because they're out of breath they're breathing heavy their adrenaline is running they don't really know what they're saying so they put a mic in front of ruby riot and Liv morgan and they kind of feel like deer in the headlights where they're just like "Ah, we i i told you you know um uh we live to riot and we riot to live or something like like their, their stupid slogan it's a play on their names and yeah, they had it on the back of their jackets also. Okay. Um. But she's like, "I told you, we're back. Uh, we're back." And then, like, you think she's gonna say something else, and she goes, "And that's it. Let's go." And then, like, they hug each other and they just leave. <laughs> I'm like, awkward. I felt like I got like real Sid Justice vibes. It's just like, uh, <laughs> can we start this over? It's like, well, lie, buddy. What are you, what? What are you talking about? Oh, Sid Justice. That's oh, so Sid sad. Vicious at the time. He was Sid Vicious at the time. Whatever. It's the same Sid. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, so, yeah. I mean, no, I agree with you. I always hate when they, when they do the post match interviews for the same exact reason that you said. 
it never comes out cohesive. Oh, botch city Jones. Um, it never comes out the way it's supposed to. They're running out like they're like you said. They're running on fumes. Like, how do you expect them to remember what they're supposed to say thirty seconds after having a match? There was a match where I think it was uh, Dean Ambrose and the Shield were facing the Wyatt family on SmackDown, and mm-hmm. the Shield win, and they stick a, a microphone in Dean Ambrose's face, and he's just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, he is in he's in pain right now, and you guys have him trying to talk, like just. 86 it. Have Seth Rollins though. Roman Reigns was the big idiot at the time. He didn't say anything. Mm. Just, it was just believe that. That's it. But is, but is there a bigger awkward mic moment in the last 10 years than Kalisto during the draft and his uh, um, excited to do um, lucha things ah! and then runs away. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't have a match. No. Yeah, he just. They're just like. He just got drafted. Yeah, they're like, you know what? Just do your lucha thing with your Mexican buddies over there. <laughs> oh man! So, so yeah, so that was a pre-show match. Yeah, so that was a pre-show match, and then the show opens properly with the United States Championship match. Apollo Cruz defending his belt against the CEO of the Hurt Business. One Robert Lashley. Um, another match that was the writing was on the wall with this one, uh, for me at least. Shelton Benjamin was beaten by Apollo Cruz like what two weeks ago, maybe more. MVP mm-hmm. was beaten by Apollo Cruz last Sunday. Mm-hmm. If Apollo beat Bobby Lashley, it was going to make the hurt business look really bad especially after Bobby Lashley uh, basically beat up everybody in the uh, brawl for all on Monday Night Raw I mean excuse me uh, <laughs> Raw Underground yes that's that's what it is you know I heard a little pitter patter that they might be thinking about redoing another brawl for all ooh if <laughs> They're doing that. My money's on Riddle. Okay. And if Brock, Riddle. if Brock Lesnar's in it, my money's on Brock Lesnar. Brock ain't doing no brawl for all. Are you nuts? Brock is not doing no brawl for all. It's gonna be like Alistair Black, who can legit kick someone's head off. Alistair Blackbeard the pirate. <laughs> Alistair Blackbeard the pirate. I hate you. Um, anyway, whatever. Let's move. So, back to the Lashley and um, Apollo Cruz match. It's frustrating because they're trying, like, they're supposedly trying to give Apollo the rub by letting him go nine and a half minutes with Lashley. But but then he loses. Like, See, he loses and he loses clean. Yeah. But but what I do enjoy was when. Bobby Lashley, MVP, and Shelton Benjamin were all celebrating inside the ring. Apollo Crews attacks. Uh, he, he attacks Bobby Lashley from behind. Yeah. He's like, I'm getting yeah. my belt back. I'm going to get my belt back. And I was like, okay. No, I do. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I did like that. I 100% was like, okay, good. Get some heat back. You know, keep this feud going. Do something. 
because then maybe if they do this the right way, Apollo can beat Bobby Lashley as like that giant hurdle, and that could really do something for Apollo Cruz. Yeah, because man, I, oh, it, it hurts me so much that he lost to Bobby Lashley. You try to build Apollo, you can't have him tapping out to Lashley like that. Yeah, not even uh, a little bit. Time will tell. And by the way, where are his homies? Why is it that Lashley comes out with the Hurt Business, but no Ricochet, no Shelton Benjamin, no Mustafa Ali? Shelton no, Benjamin's Shelton Benjamin's with the Hurt Business. Sorry, not Shelton. Uh, Cedric, Cedric, Cedric the Detainer, Jesus Christ. Cedric Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> what? This man said Cedric the Detainer. Came out the Kings of Comedy? Yeah. DL Hughley. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> well, uh, Bobby Lashley killed like Dolph Ziggler and um, Cedric. I was going to say Cedric the Entertainer too. Jesus. <laughs> Cedric Alexander on on Raw. So that's why he couldn't okay, come so, out. But where's then where's Ricochet and where's um, Mustafa? They are not a stable. They're just friends. Yeah, but okay, exactly. But they've already shown and established on air that the four of them are friends. Okay. So if you had a friend and he was fighting some dude who brought two boys as backup, you wouldn't like roll up with your boys as backup? Yeah. And we're, we're talking about real life. We're talking about WWE. Real life, I'm not letting my boy go into a fight alone. In WWE, they're, Vince McMahon told me to stay back here. I'm staying back here. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. Anyway, I I just hope this means better, bigger things for last for um Apollo Cruz down the line. Yeah. The next match, which jeez, could have been a pre-show match if I cared. Big E versus Shamus. If this match was to showcase Big E's talent as a singles superstar leaving or you know away from the new day mm-hmm. which is what it clearly was they did not do a good job um we've seen biggie before when he was biggie langston he was ic champion him dolph and aj lee were all together he was doing good things former nxt champion Former IC champion. I just said that. This match with Sheamus is supposed to showcase his in-ring ability again, but it was just boring. Mm -hmm. It's like I I have like issues with the first two matches, the pre-show and and the Apollo match, but I wasn't bored. Right. This match, I was legitimately bored. I'm just like, you're not going to be a future WWE champion wrestling in matches like this, Big E. And he's just, he's trying to tell like everyone, the New Day is still strong. We're not breaking up. I'm just, I got to stay, you know, in ring ready. I got to keep doing like 
stuff for our brand. And okay, be better in the ring. Have a have a more entertaining match. For me, he could have just done a match with the Miz because they were on Talking Smack. Talking Smack. Why put him in a feud with Sheamus? I think that's the issue that I'm having with this match is that you have two guys whose style slash strength slash marketability is the same. They're big, strong dudes. They're powerhouses. That's how they build. That's how they wrestle. And, like, there's only so much or so long you can watch two behemoths just club each other. And so, of course, they add the the leg injury, the leg angle, rather. And I get it. Okay, you're doing some sort of some sort of storytelling. The power comes from your legs. Biggie's a big power guy. If you take out his legs, it takes out his offense. He has to come from behind. Um, but I also don't like that they were kind of um, like there was one thing in particular where they like I forgot what was going on, but whoever was that said it. Like they, they said it like four times to make sure that it got like through. And it was like, oh, you know, Biggie, we're used to seeing Biggie in a tag team setting. Um, and, you know, normally in a case like this, he could just tag out, but there's no one to tag in this situation. Mm-hmm. And like that, that idea was interrupted a couple of times because of whatever's going on in the ring. And they, they just wouldn't lay off of making that point. And it's just like, are we trying to establish Big E as a singles guy? Or are we trying to establish Big E as a guy who has to be single for now? Because those are two very different things with two very different ceilings. If you're a guy who's single for now, maybe you win the IC title if it's in the cards or the US title, whatever show you're on, whatever whatever mid-card belt. Mm-hmm. Just keep yourself busy. You know what I mean? Like, you don't change your ring gear. You don't change your music. You don't change anything. You go mid-card and you wait for your boys to show back up. And you go back to, you know, the status quo. Or you try to establish yourself as a single star. And then you have to do things to separate yourself. So that you can go and chase the big boy belt. But this is not how you chase the big boy belt. By having a 12-minute, oh, man, my knee hurts match with Sheamus. Yeah. I mean, he can also win a major championship as a part of the New Day. He Kofi did it. So it's it's not yeah. impossible, but the circumstances were different with Kofi. You're not going to you're not going to be able to replicate that that um those ingredients to make a, that yeah. that situation happen again. Agreed. So uh, listen, if Biggie is going to continue doing this mid-card tour, um, you need better matches. More interesting feuds, better matches, more interesting wrestlers. Sheamus is not an interesting wrestler. He's not. He never has been. Like that's never. No one's ever accused him of being interesting. Yeah. You know? I never so, understood why they pair anybody with Sheamus. Sheamus' best work, in my opinion, throughout his entire career of WWE was with the bar. Uh, n- 
best work in the WWE? In my opinion, Sheamus' best work in the WWE was his time with Sheamus in the with uh, Cesaro as the bar. That's my opinion. Mm, you didn't watch WWE prior to like his debut and his feud with John Cena and moving up the card and whatnot. I remember his debut. And that's around the time that I stopped watching. It was around the time that he debuted. So I remember thinking, what is, I, what is this? Yeah. Um, so. I mean, Biggie's not a, a, a brand new call up, you know? Right. We've seen him put on good matches with the Usos and Lucha House Party and whatnot. So, but it's always uh, been in a team environment. Yeah. Um. Whew. I don't know. Ah, I don't, like I said, this this wasn't a a great showing for Biggie, um, but it was his first singles match outside of the New Day. For the first time in a long time, I think it's his first pay per view singles match. I think he's done a couple SmackDown matches. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let's move on to another boring match. Uh, this match wasn't that bad. Riddle versus Corbin. Matt Riddle, the the original bro, and King Corbin. Um, King Corbin's had the King's ransom on on Riddle for weeks. Uh, no one's been able to cash in, and Corbin wanted to take things into his own hands. It was a a, a okay match. <laughs> it could have been a pre-show match, but if you're trying to build Riddle or continue to build Corbin. You have to have them like right where they are in the middle of the mat, right in the middle of the card. Um, was um, the bro to sleep is his is finisher now? Apparently, I thought it was the bro mission. I thought it was the bro Derek. What's the bro Derek? I have, it's that it's like sort of like uh, Cesaro's neutralizer. Oh, okay, yeah. He did that last week on Shorty G. Yeah. Uh, so he hit, he hit the bro to sleep and then goes up to the top to hit the floaty bro. I think that's the the twisting senton that he does. Yeah. And, and beats King Corbin. Uh, that's... that's I found the match to be boring... Um, well, you, you don't like Matt Riddle. Okay, and I was going to say, granted I don't like Matt Riddle, I really do try and watch, especially his match because I know how much I dislike him, I really do try and watch his matches unbiased. I really do try and watch his matches just with, you know, perspective of just a regular Joe Schmo watching a wrestling match. And I, I really, I don't know, I thought this match was boring. Um... I thought that this match was going to end and the feud was going to end, but in the back, uh, Kayla Braxton, 
I think, is interviewing Matt Riddle in the back. And he's like, he's happy to, to have his first pay-per-view win. And then he gets attacked from behind by, by King Corbin. And they ruin the catering area. I was like, oh. Just we're, we're going to keep doing this. Fun. So, yeah. Uh, for me, the pay-per-view was a tale of two halves. The first half mm-hmm. was like, eh, it was mediocre. And then once the women's tag team championship match happened, I think it started to pick up from there. Fair enough. So we'll go right into that. We had the women's tag team championship match with uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks defending their titles versus the mismatched I Hate You tag team of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Yeah, um, they they were interviewed in the back, and like we know, I know, like we don't have to like each other. Uh, yeah. I know we have our, our differences, but like let's let's go out there and win some gold. It's like, eh. we knew this is gonna happen. Like we knew, like there the the odd couple, as it were, because that's what Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are. They're the odd couple. Yeah, and WWE loves that stuff for some reason. So, uh, they they have the opening match, um, the openings of the match, where Nia Jax is like, no, I'm going to start. You go on the apron. So Shayna Baszler is like, all right, fine. She goes on the apron, immediately tags her in, and... I felt like with the way they were booking Baszler when she first got called up, you know, literally eliminating all the women in the in the elimination chamber, Ooh. she should have she should have uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She should have destroyed both Bailey and Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't do that. They, they had to be some sort of back and forth. Yeah. And there was a little bit... Um, Bailey and Sasha um, had... Uh, there's so many like S's for me in this, like, which called with Sasha <laughs> and and Shayna. I keep, like, stopping myself because I'm going to say... Sasha instead of Shayna and Shayna versus, like, over... Sasha, so I was just like, I'm trying not to get tongue twisted, and it's still happening. And they're both Baszler and Banks, so like, yeah. So that's why I'm just—it's so difficult not to like yeah. call one the other. So Bailey and Banks, they um throw Baszler into Jax. Jax falls off the—I can call her Naya. <laughs> Naya falls off the apron onto her like knee, and they're like, "Oh, you know, Naya does have a history of knee problems, and blah 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 blah." And then um, they try to cut the ring in half on Baszler, and uh, they do that. Uh, they're both carrying Baszler, and they like lift her up to slam her down. 
uh, either Banks released too early or or Bailey released too late, where they throw her up and Sasha's not holding her anymore, and Baszler kind of like hits the floor and ba- the back of like her back on Bailey's knee, and I'm just like, ooh, that was not pretty. And then I don't remember what happened after that. So I, th- I believe I was in the bathroom. And I just come back out to Shayna has. All right, so uh, I'm trying to remember the exact name of the submission that she had. Bailey, the drip of the clutch. No, she had um, Sasha in the leg lock submission, Ooh. and then she had Bailey in the cure for the clutch, and then she started choking Bailey with Sasha's with, arm. Yeah, which is a Great looking finish to a match, by the way. Yes, it, it definitely makes um, Shayna look, Shana look like like a monster. Yeah. Um. Now we're in a group chat with uh, the Suburban Brothers, and mm-hmm. I, I, I believe Joey and Bizzle are in it too. on there, but they don't ever respond. So I think we're just going to go back to our our original group chat. Yeah. Um. I was like, I don't understand why they had Bailey tap out as opposed to Sasha Banks. And your brother actually said it. He's just like, because well, now they I said it. That was you that said it? Yeah, man. Oh, I'm sorry. You were wrong last week. So I was just like, I, I don't know. Wow. I, didn't, I had to make sure I'm going to go back and check the receipts real quick. Disrespectful. Ah, uh, yeah, it was you. Uh, yeah, Sasha can yeah. blame Sasha can blame Bailey for her losing the Raw Women's Championship and the Tag Team Championships, and that will have some dissension. Now, especially this, because when Bailey was tapping, Sasha was kind of yelling "No, no, 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 no," and shaking her yeah. head not to. Yeah. Now this this feud doesn't need a babyface or a he- or a heel. It can just be to build into it. You don't need a baby face or a heel to jump into it. No, but at some point you do have to establish a heel face dynamic. I don't think so, especially for I mean, casual fans, bro. They and WWE doesn't know how to do heel on heel. They can't do heel on heel. They can do face versus face pretty well. But they're really bad at doing heel versus heel. I don't know. I'm trying to think about a heel versus heel thing. They just did it recently with Sheamus and um, it was Baron Corbin on SmackDown. Hmm. I don't know. But uh, you can have Sasha be a face afterwards. I'd rather much... I'd rather have Sasha as a heel. Her heel work is a lot better. But Bailey Bailey is really killing it as a heel right now. She she makes me hate her. She's annoying. Yeah. And on top of that is Bailey is super committed. Like her character is super committed to where she's at right now. For her to yeah, turn she- face wouldn't make sense. And Sasha yeah. just came back as a heel. 
So mm-hmm. like, with new music and everything. So like, what are you gonna do? Give her new music again to turn her face? Same with Bailey. I don't know. They're gonna have or, to tread that line very lightly. Or they can do option C and don't have them break up yet. So, you know, what do you do with that? Yeah. Everybody's saying, everybody's saying, um, oh, yeah, uh, they're going to break up now. What if they don't? What if they have their, the? Uh, even though we lost the belts, we're still, you know, best friends. I don't think that this this blows up until Bailey loses the SmackDown Women's Championship. I thought they were gonna end up feuding over Bailey's championship. I don't think so. I mean that's possible. I, I mean I don't think it should be right away. Whatever they end up doing, I don't think it should be right now. I think it should be, you know, uh, let them try and play this out as long as possible. But at some point it's tough because if you don't play Sasha's resentment now, then something else has to come up in the future. But what can Sasha be resentful for if she already lost both titles? You know, mm-hmm. unless, like you said, um, unless, like you said, they do it off of Bailey's title, where Bailey blames Sasha for her losing the belt, and then Sasha be like, "Well, what do you mean?" So on and so forth. So they can do that, but then you got to prolong this to what Survivor Series, and then Survivor Series you usually have the uh, mixed brand match. Okay, so all right, we're in August now. Let's call it September. What do they have in September? Pay per view wise, Clash of Champions. Yeah, right. We had about this the other day. Clash of Champions in September. I don't know about October, and then Survivor Series in November, right? Uh, oh, excuse me. October should be Hell in the Cell. So unless they do what they've been doing recently and have Bailey drop the belt like the week before Survivor Series, and then you have Sasha and Bailey at ends with each other during in the five on five match. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I can see that. Okay. Um, or or you have uh, Bailey versus Sasha the week the night before um, it was two nights before Survivor Series. Sasha wins. Bailey comes out at Survivor Series and costs her the Survivor Series match. But it's all about like brand loyalty at the time, so I don't think that they'll do right. that. That's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking Bailey drops the belt to whomever. The week of or the week before Survivor Series? She blames mm-hmm. Sasha. At Survivor Series, both Sasha and Bailey are part of Team SmackDown or Team Raw, whatever show they're on at the time. Because they're having a draft in October anyway. Um, so then they can bicker with each other during that. And they can you know cause each other to be eliminated. So that gets us through Survivor Series. And then maybe at the Rumble is when we have the blow-off. 
We're talking about six months from now, then. Well, well you want to have months, big, five months your from big, now. Your big feud's going to have big blowoffs. Mm. Well, you're going to have them have a blow off at a random like B pay per view. They can have mm-hmm. matches before then, but I'm saying the blow off is at the rumble. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a lot of ways they can go with booking on this, and they're going to go the wrong route as usual. Right, they're gonna find the, the boringest, dumbest, safest route, and that's what they'll do. Yeah. So, so Baszler and Jax are the tag team champions, and again, we have a post match interview with the winners, and Nia Jax. Is acting like she's just won her first belt with the <laughs> WWE. She is shades last week. Just act like you've been there before. She's just like, who cares? Why are we doing this? We're the champs, baby. She's just like, hi, mom. I love you, mom. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? She's jumping up and down. I'm like, oh, my word. And then Baszler's just like, yeah, you know what? Screw this. And they just leave the ring. It's like, okay. What's the point of having the interview if you don't have the interview? You guys dumb? Because it's dumb. It's Baszler not saying anything. It's Nia Jax acting like a buffoon. And it's Kayla Braxton with the weird look on her face. Mm. I, 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 I'm going to move on to could be uh, what could be a future WWE Championship match between Keith Lee and Randy Orton and a very Actually, the shortest match of the night. Keith Lee and Randy Orton basically had a replay of their match on Monday Night Raw, minus Drew McIntyre. And during the match, before the match, I also believe on the kickoff show, they were saying how reports are coming in that Drew McIntyre didn't suffer a fractured skull but a hairline fracture to his jaw, so he may be out for the foreseeable future. Now, this is obviously kayfabe, because when you get punted in the head by Randy Orton three times in one night, there has to be some sort of issues going forward. Now, at Night of Champions, every championship is on the line. Is he going to make his return? Are they going to keep Drew off of TV for four weeks and have just Keith Lee and Randy Orton go at it? Because, excuse me, Keith Lee got the better of Randy Orton this entire match, except for like leading into like Raw they had last time. Keith Lee's getting back into the ring. Randy Orton kicks him in the chest, does the hangman's DDT. 
tries to set up the RKO, gets reversed into the spirit bomb, and Keith Lee picks up the win. Where do you go from here? Does Keith Lee just start beating up mid-card jobbers? Are there any mid-card jobbers left? Does he continue his feud with Randy Orton? Do we get an update with Drew McIntyre? Like, there's so many things that you can go from with this, this match. I'm interested to see where they go. Yeah, I'm not sure what the whole point of the whole Keith Lee, Randy Orton, six-minute matches. I mean, like you said, Drew's going to be out for a little bit, at least kayfabe-wise. I don't know what they're planning to do with that, um, but I guess we'll have to see. So let's move on to the Monday Night Messiah and his disciple Murphy taking on the family tag team, the father done du- the father-son duo. Of Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. No? I'm sorry? No, no, not, not the Griffeys? No. Oh. Um, okay. So it was Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Is that right? Yes. Yes, that's them. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> so we had the Mysterios versus Rollins and Murphy in a tag team match. Um I'm glad Dominic got rid of the hood on his wrestling gear. That was helpful. Agreed. He looks smoother, you know, with every rep he gets. He lets, gets a little better. He looks more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. He's looking more and more comfortable, and it's showing. Yeah. Yeah. In his inner work. It's like, all right, keep doing you, guy. Who, who has a better introduction to the company than your first feud, your first program is with your father and then Seth Rollins and uh, Buddy Murphy? Like, Mur- Murphy. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's, that's a great first program. Mm-hmm. You can't feel more comfortable or safe than running a program with your dad and Seth Rollins. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, um, we we said he looked good uh, last week at SummerSlam. Yeah. He looked even better this week at Payback. He's getting the reps in. He's doing what he needs to do uh, to, to get better. He's taking this thing seriously. A lot of yeah. guys that come in... They just rest on their their family name, and, and Dominic's not doing that. Yeah. You got to appreciate that. For sure. So, for sure, for sure. man. Uh, and look, they went they went sixteen minutes. If the boy I think can it was hang, match. Uh, yeah. If they can hang, if if he can hang sixteen minutes, granted it's a tag match, so theoretically you could work you know two minutes, but. If you can hang 16 minutes in, you know, WWE on the second to last match on the card, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe. Just maybe. That there's boy something needs to there. hit some squats, bro. Someone teach this boy squats, please. No. He's doughy. He's got no legs. He's got no legs. It looks like a pollo pollito. It's a little chicken. 
Six one nine. Pak 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 Six one nine. Pak pak. He is doughy. <laughs> I was like, man, somebody needs to get this boy a treadmill, a sit-up bench, something. When his dad came in, his dad was like, was it super skinny? And and then he didn't, but he didn't bulk up until he went to like WWE. Yeah. So, but uh, aside from his his physique, his in ring work is not bad so far. Yeah, it's not bad for what they're giving us. Like, yeah, legitimately his second match, and both of his no, excuse me, third match because he had his match on the tag team match on Raw with Ooh. his dad. Um, he's just improving. He's improving, and he's gonna. Do you put him in a championship opportunity anytime in the, the next two years? No. Ooh. Let him keep building, and see where we can go after that. Yeah, I agree. I just hope that. We're going to be done with this uh, Mysterio Messiah feud. You know, I thought we were moving towards that direction because on Monday Night Raw, we had Kevin Owens come out and do the Kevin Owens show. What was it SmackDown? I don't know. It was one of those two shows. He was doing the Kevin Owens show with Aleister Black, and Aleister Black was injured by uh, Seth and Murphy. So I said, okay, we're going to slowly pivot to Aleister Black getting his revenge on Seth. We could do that. Cool. I'm game. But then he attacked Kevin Owens, so now I feel like we're going to get Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black. And I'm like, that's that's not the feud I need right now. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go into this because it's not a weekly, but they don't know what they're doing with Aleister Black. They have no clue what they're doing with Aleister Black. Um, they already had a Kevin Owens and Seth, and Seth feud, so why right. why revisit that? No, I wanted to you, revisit uh, Alistair Black and Seth. Oh, okay. Because they're the ones who injured his eye. So you can just have him be like, oh, a psychopath about it, and attack everybody. He's not a face. He's not a heel. He's after vengeance because they temporarily blinded him. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Robert Pattinson. Here, man. You're, you're, you have not been on point with your references tonight, buddy. Oh. What they also need to do is get that goofy eye patch bandana off of Alistair Black. Put him in a real ba- uh, eye patch. That's it. Yar. He's a pirate. He needs to act like it. He's not a pirate. He's Where not a pirate. He's not a pirate. Oh, um, Alistair Black. Pirate. Uh, the eye patch thing. No. He's from Amsterdam. That's what? <laughs> no. 
Huh? Or the Netherlands. One of those Viking areas. He's not... Okay, so then he'd be a Viking, not a pirate. Same difference. Oh, boy. (sighs) So, let's move on to... The main event, uh, if you want to call it that. <sighs> the Fiend Bray Wyatt defending the Universal Championship against Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. The match immediately starts when Bray's coming out forever. It takes forever, by the way, for him to actually get into the ring. And Braun attacks him from behind. And I believe it was Corey Graves or Michael Cole that just said, well, the participants are in the ring. Start the match. And they <laughs> rang the bell. We're like, where's Roman Reigns? So Braun and Bridge beating the holy hell out of each other. And then... They make their way outside. Braun, was it shoulder tackles? Bray off of the stage. Mm-hmm. And in a moment of like, like for me, I felt that it made the fiend feel a little human. Was Bray Wyatt was like moaning in pain <laughs> from, from that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was just like, man, that doesn't sound like a fiend, you know? Like when mankind fell off the hell in the cell, the boy was concussed, but I mean, he almost died. But he was smiling. Legitimate psychopath, the fiend, with his his moans of displeasure was. Or were there moans of pleasure? Nah. Shades knows a pleasure moan better than anybody. Jiminy Cricket. This is no pleasure moan. So, they make their way. uh, Braun brings Bray back into the ring. And Braun is trying to climb the top rope. Now, they're saying... He's doing anything he can to win this match. And I'm just like, no, he's not. (laughs) He's taking his time to get up there. And Bray hits him. And when Bray hits him, the entire ring shakes. Mm -hmm. But not like like a rumble. It's kind of like it sways. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, man, we're going to get a ring break right now, aren't we? And sure enough. Sure enough. Bray suplexes Braun from the the top rope. We get a ring break. And in the replay, because I didn't see it when it actually happened, Robinson? Little Nate. Yeah, Little bro. Nate with a cell job. Come on, bro. What are you doing over You look goofy. Oh, my God. Leaned back so hard and then jumped backwards. Yeah. For the cell job. Oh, man. I was like, damn, he needed all the help on that one. Bro, like, 
I know this is falling on deaf ears, but we just did this spot like what three years ago with Brock and Braun. Yeah, like it doesn't have the same effect if you do it every few years. The first time that we saw it happen, it was bigly. It was like Brock and Big Show on SmackDown. Yep, yep. Never we we have never seen this before. It it was you know holy bleep stuff. It was legit. I mean, the spot wasn't legit, but the reaction was legit. Mm-hmm. They wait, what, 15 years and do it again with Braun and Brock? Okay. Cool. No, they did it again with Mark Henry. Oh, did they? I think it was with Mark Henry and Big Show. Ah, see? For me, I didn't know that. So when they did it with Brock and Braun, I go, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Braun is like the second coming of Big Show. It's Brock again. It's been like 15 years. I'm on board, but to do it, like we just did this. That's why when you messaged, you were like ring break. And I I, like, I could feel it coming too, but I was like, no, come on. Don't do that. And they did it. And I was just like, oh, so like now you're ripping yourself off. Come on, man. Be creative. Be original. Do something different. And Bray's not that big of a guy. Like, yeah, sure, but- he's not exactly, you know, Daniel Bryan, but, like, he's not big enough to warrant the ring break, in my opinion. Mm. Big I Show, Lesnar, Mark Henry, Braun, those guys all make sense. Uh, uh, the Big Kali, whatever. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Big, these big, beefy boys. That, those I'll buy. But Bray, he's 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 top heavy. He's Husky Harris, but like, not ring break big. So we get the ring break, and then you hear the Shields music. Roman Reigns comes out, contract in hand with Paul Heyman, signs it, makes his way down to the ring with the chair, kind of does a weird roll in because the the. The ring's a little mess. Tries to pin Bray for a two count. Tries to pin Bray again immediately after the breakup for another two count. Tries to pin Braun Strowman. Two count. And then he starts wailing on Braun Strowman with the chair for a two count. He tries to wail on Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt Attempts the mandible claw on him. (laughs) And I immediately say. This man is amino compromised. (laughs) We're still suffering from COVID. You're going to stick your fingers in this man's mouth. I hope he sanitized them beforehand. Even if he did. Him and brave and him and Braun have been sweating on each other. They've been mm. touching every ounce of the uh, the the arena. Delicious. So uh, Bray has Roman in the mandible claw, and Roman kicks Bray in the heel hurt button. <laughs> in the heel hurt button. Braun Strowman gets up, eats a spear. Un, no, 
those trace, Roman Reigns is the new Universal Champion. What was the point? What was the point? Bray, transitional champion again. It doesn't like the point of a transitional champion is for the belt to go from a heel to a heel or a face to a face. Mm-hmm. You have two tweeners and then a newborn heel. So where did we need to have the transition for? Why couldn't you take it off of Braun tonight? Why couldn't Braun retain last week and then have Roman take it off of Braun tonight? Hmm. It'd have been too fun doing that. Doesn't make any sense. It'd have been too fun to do that. What what is Braun what, what is Bray gain from literally a seven day title reign? And what was the point of showing Alexa Bliss in the background if she's not going to be involved? Multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. Not just – she's sitting back there playing with her hair. Which so – on, on, we, we have to mention this on, on uh, the Friday weekly episode. But she, like, starts to, to dreadlock some of her hair and asks if she should continue doing it. And Nikki's like, no, it's kind of like Bray or like The Fiend. And then she gets all spazzed out and breaks um, Nikki Cross's uh, best friend mug or whatever. And then tonight, they show her backstage a bunch of times playing with her dreadlock hair, watching the match. But what is the point? Like, what are we What are we doing here? You had Bray win the title for seven days just to drop the title. Alexa Bliss was involved, and then she wasn't involved, and now she is involved. And Braun... Is here for what? Just to eat two pins in a row for no reason? Yeah. Does it make sense? You were trying to build Braun as a legitimate champion, and then you have him eat two pins on back-to-back weekends when one of them was completely avoidable? I mean, like you said, you could have had Roman come back and just beat Braun, but... Bray is over with the fans. Right. He wasn't supposed to be. He was supposed to be just a heel that nobody liked. But because Bray Wyatt is so damn likable. And really good at his job. They said, you know what? We're going to try to kill both. Braun and Bray. And solidify Roman as a heel. And that's what they did. But now where do you go from here? Where does Braun go? Where does Bray go? Mm. Because by Braun losing on Sunday last week and then getting pinned today, he has nothing to do with the title anymore. He lost it, and then he lost the rematch. He's like, he has no, he hasn't, he can't stake any claim to the championship. So where does he go from here? Mm hmm. We could do a Bray versus Roman thing, but we're trying to establish that Bray affects change on everybody. Roman is coming in as a brand new heel. Do you really want to touch that? Because if they feud, you know Roman's going to win. And he's already gone through a change. So what is like, what are we do? What are we doing here? I don't understand the booking. Yeah. 
That's my biggest thing. Because you could have gone so many other directions that make sense with Roman not winning tonight. And by and or by Braun not losing last week. But by having Braun lose last week and then Bray lose this week and Roman walking out as a champion, I just I'm I'm at a loss. I don't understand the booking. I don't know where they're going. So where do we go from here? Because we've literally have a heel Roman Reigns as the Universal Champion. You have uh, Retribution, who hasn't been on the TV for three weeks. They were on Raw. Two, two weeks. Uh, it was last week. They were on for, for one day. So the pay-per-view, they weren't here. The SmackDown before SummerSlam, they weren't on. Raw, they're on. SmackDown, they weren't on. Mm-hmm. Payback, they're not on. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they want to do with Retribution. The Universal Championship scene is now in disarray mm-hmm. because what happens with Roman Reigns now? Who challenges him? Not to mention, you still have something called Money in the Bank that Otis owns. Mm. Otis is going to beat Roman Reigns? Nope. You know what I think happened? I think Roman, out of nowhere, last week was like, okay, Vince, I'm ready to come back. And Vince dropped every plan he had. To set this up. Because if you remove Roman, it seemed like they had plans. It seemed like they knew where they were going. Uh-huh. But once they threw Roman in the mix, I don't know what they're doing. I think, from what I understand, Alexa Bliss was supposed to be involved in a SummerSlam match. But because Roman came back, they pulled her. Um, I think Retribution was moved over to Raw. Because Roman is now the main story on SmackDown. Um, and now they just don't know what now now they're where we are now. I think they had things planned and placed, and I think Roman said, Okay, I'm ready to come back, and Vince just dropped everything to set up Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I mean you also have to worry about the rest of the roster. For SmackDown. Raw right now, Raw don't know what they're going to do with the whole WWE Championship scene. They have the US title already like locked up with the uh, Apollo Crews and the Hurt business. Mm-hmm. But AJ left Raw because of Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman got rid of his buddies. He left Raw to go to SmackDown. Paul Heyman is now on SmackDown. What does this mean for AJ Styles? Yeah, but I don't think Paul Heyman has any creative control over SmackDown. Yeah, but he has beef with AJ Styles right now. Yeah, but they could be like they're not they don't have to be intertwined with one another. Mm. AJ is doing the IC title right now. He's in the middle of that feud with Jeff Hardy for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, if I was and AJ, and Sami Zayn's about to get himself thrown into that too. So we're about to have AJ, Jeff, and Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. Hmm. I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea where they're going. It's funny. I was interested to watch SmackDown and excited to watch SmackDown this week because of the Roman showing up and potential heel turn from from SummerSlam. Then they do the the you know the going away clip, the go home clip at the end of SmackDown. I was again excited. I'm interested. Now, I'm interested to watch SmackDown not because I'm excited, but because I'm so curious as to where on earth are they going with this. Hmm. What happens to Braun? I don't understand. Oh, he falls down back to the mid card. Oh, it's so rough. There's no room for him in the mid-card. Well, he doesn't stay in the main event scene. Or maybe he does, because there's nobody in the main event scene on SmackDown right now. Oh, well, we just do the Bray-Roman Braun thing for another six months? (sighs) I don't know, man. We're supposed to get another draft in two months. So, I guess we just got to see where the chips lay and watch them spin their wheels for two months before the next draft. If they are doing the draft at all. I mean, that's that's word on the street. So. And at this time, they're going to have more input from Fox and USA to make sure everyone gets a roster that they're happy with. Oh, we're going to get the uh, war room meetings again, huh? Well, that one was fake. This is supposed to be, like, legit because apparently Fox and USA were – I mean, you remember. They were pissed about the way the roster shook out last time. Mm-hmm. So supposedly this time they're going to legitimately sit down, the three of them, WWE, USA, and Fox, and hammer out the rosters. Mm-hmm. So who knows what we're going to be looking at in October. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think that wraps up. Uh, okay, so payback, huh? Shades, your match of the night. Ah, you're just gonna go right into it, huh? Like no, like Meltzer with his stars, or we're not doing that yet. We're not doing topes. I said your match of the well, night, our, not topes. Well, our match of the night goes into the tope thing. Yeah, but I normally do the whole spiel before the tope. It's not before the match of the night. Oh, okay. Um, I guess my match of the night would be Murphy, uh, Rollins, and the Mysterios. Okay. Okay. It would have been Keith Lee and Randy Orton. But, like I said, they just had a finish to their Monday Night Raw match. Yeah. I will join you and say that the Mysterios versus the Monday Night Messiah and his disciple are my match of the night. Okay. So, as you alluded to earlier, Shades, whenever we do a recap and review of a pay-per-view, we like to give it some sort of rating. Meltzer has his stars... Cultaholic has your letter grades. We here at Grapples to Apples, we like to do topes. Zero topes or one tope. Depending. Have we ever done zero? Uh, I don't think so. All right, so zero topes has to be the worst of the worst. Like, even worse 
than TNA Victory Road 2011. And a five topes, we're talking New Japan Dominion from 2018. So, shades. As we are one to do. Where do we land in terms of topes for WWE Payback 2020? We start at the pre-show. Uh-huh. I'll stay at the 2.5. Okay. Lashley and Cruz... Still at a 2.5. Okay. Biggie and Sheamus drops down to a 2. Okay. Riddle and Corbin keep it at a 2. Okay. Baszler and Jax winning. 2.25. Okay. Lee and Orton stay there. Dominic and Ray bring it to a 2.5. Okay. Roman Reigns. Although it started off like dumb with Reigns coming in like the last four minutes of the match. It was entertaining for what it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say a... Two point seven. Okay. Two point seven is fair. Um, for myself, starting at two point five, we have the pre-show match. Um, so stay at two point five. Lastly, in Cruz, um, I would say. I'm going to drop it to a 2.25 tentatively because I don't like that Apollo lost, but I do like that he got some heat back. So I'll say 2.25. Biggie and Sheamus, I guess, fine. Just keep it at 2.25. Riddle and Corbin, I guess, keep it at 2.25, although... Those two matches combined for me were so boring. I could have gone down to a 2.0. But I'll stay at 2.25. Um, women's tag match. I'll bump it up to a 2.5 again. Um, Leon Orton stays at 2.5. Mysterios and Murphy and Rollins. I guess 2.75. And then the main event, I'm going to drop it back down to 2.5. So I think that's where I'm going to land. I'm going to land at a 2.5 for payback. Which is, it felt, it felt bigger than, I was talking to you about this before we went on, was, I don't know that it was a better show than SummerSlam, but it felt more important, oddly enough. This match felt like it had more weight to it. And I think that has to do with the women's title match, the Mysterio brothers, I mean, the brothers, the Mysterio and Sons match, and then Roman coming back. Um, but yeah, I don't know. 
I, I'm gonna go with two point five. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, um, I don't understand how the you went down from a two point seven five to a two point five with the the final match, especially because it helps shape the landscape of SmackDown with Reigns and Heyman being together but because the booking doesn't make any sense to me and it leaves too many question marks too many superstars and characters in the lurch like there's there's i don't like what are the where does braun go from here everything i was just saying before you know it just i feel like they were too hasty on roman's back put the belt on him and i think because of that they made a lot of booking mistakes between last week and this week and so i can't to me it's a drop down the fact that roman won tonight is a drop down uh I had to call it Rain, Reigns winning tonight. It's like you're not going to put him with Paul Heyman and not have him win his first match back. No, you're you're 100% right. I just, to me, it didn't make sense. Then, then what was the point of Bray Wyatt winning at SummerSlam? All right. That's my whole thing. That's, my, that's, that's where I get hung up. What was the point of that? And you could have had Bray Wyatt uh, just to keep the Fiend looking strong. That's the only way that you like. You have, you know, the Fiend beat Braun Strowman. You could have had the Fiend versus Bray Wyatt again, and well, then why not, why not do what we've done before and just have a no contest? There's no fans to boo you. Let Roman come, mess everything up, and walk out. And there's a, and we finish the the the, the pay per view with a no contest, no finish, and Braun retains that way. No one looks weak. Roman looks stronger than strong. You know, give him the Brock Lesnar treatment. Why not? Because their match at the pay-per-view prior to uh, was the Extreme Rules, of the Hardwood Extreme Rules. Yeah. That, they had a swamp match, which wasn't like a real definitive winner, even though right. they said Bray Wyatt won. Um, what they could have done was had not the Fiend Bray Wyatt face Braun, but have Bray Wyatt face Braun. Braun beat him, and then Roman comes out post-match, beats the hell out of the both of them, challenges yeah. him for this week at Payback, and then beats him at Payback. Yeah, Because then it's, it's come full circle. Roman drops, um, drops the belt. No, Roman didn't drop the belt. I'm sorry. Yeah, Roman drops the belt. Uh, Goldberg wins it. Braun Strowman beats him. Roman beats him back to get the belt back. That's that's what happened. Is that how that worked out? Yes. You had you had Braun Strowman. You had Bray Wyatt win the Universal Championship. Which brought it over to SmackDown. Which brought it over to SmackDown. Braun drops the belt to Goldberg. Green Bray. Bray. Bray drops the belt to Goldberg. Goldberg was supposed to drop the belt to Roman at WrestleMania. Roman wasn't at WrestleMania. Braun takes his place. Braun beats Goldberg, and then 
uh, Roman could have came back and beat Braun to be the champion again. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Vince does whatever he wants, and we're all along for the ride. Until we're not. Yeah. Anyway, folks, that's going to wrap up our recap and review episode for WWE Payback 2020, live from the Thunderdome at the Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. You've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. That's Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples to number two. Apple, if you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music. you got Apple Podcasts. you got iHeartRadio. It doesn't matter where you're listening as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com and Twitter.com slash Grapples to Apples. Again, that's Grapples to number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you're going to do to put us in as many eyes and ears as humanly possible because we need it and we appreciate it because we love you. Yes, we do. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Mr. Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English. Whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because baby, this is who I is. Join by my hetero life, mate. Tell him who you are. Man of the hour, man with the power, too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top, your champion, Shades. Don't forget to check out our weekly episode from this past Friday, our episodes next this last week, this week, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day is bad wrestling. Peace. Peace and love.